was told you were coming. So, who do you kill for fun around? If this girl gives him one minute of happiness, it is one minute too yeah, much. Baby. She's not angel anymore. I'm back. Jeez. I don't like vampires. I'll take a stand and say they're not good. It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Here we are again. Hello. This is Beer with Buffy. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. And I found out that the previous two episodes, beer bottle dysfunction that I was having wasn't my fault. Are you sure? I am positive they needed to open a bottle at my coffee shop hangout, and they didn't have a bottle opener, so they had to borrow my bottle opener, and they had the same problem. So this thing's just worn down to a nub. I'm just an alcoholic. That's all there is to it. <laughs> That's the that's the real problem here, and that's not a problem, because it's kind of a problem. Podcast though, yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Rex! We need to get you one of these large ones that I have. Help me it... justify my problems, Rex. I'm... What else are you here for? I'm your comedic foil. So a few episodes ago, <laughs> by the way, I'm a theater major, and I didn't know who Shylock was, and. I'm vaguely ashamed. I never said I was a good theater major. Go fuck yourselves. Especially you, Rex. Hey, Rex, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Also, I need a refill on whiskey. Can you, uh... Oh, God damn it. Can you hook that up there, fella? Buddy? Boss? Dude? Bro? That's a lot of whiskey. Hey, and it's good whiskey. <laughs> From my fancy fucking whiskey decanter. Uh, we're sticking with the Irish theme. Oh, we're going full Irish today. We've got the Jameson and we've got the fucking Guinness. The Guinness. Fucking Guinness. But you know what you don't do? You don't fucking go to Ireland and say, Hey, I'd a deadly, deadly doll. <laughs> I'd like to order an Irish car bomb because that's when they say, No. Oh, is that what you'd like, Sonny? How would you like me to come to fucking America and order a fucking... I think that's the moment that they put you in a car I'd and like... blow the fucking car up. I'd like to order a jetliner into the fucking Twin Towers shot, please. I really hope that somewhere in the world there's a 9-11 drink. <laughs> I'm sure they made it up. It's just to piss it's us awful. off. It's awful, but you know what? It serves America right. <laughs> uh, I may have to cut that specific part out. Yeah. Oh, dear. Hey, everybody. It's election day. Hey. So anyway, Shylock. Uh, Fucking Shylock. Rex had an amusing <laughs> anecdote about Shylock. Go on. So our composer, who I work with, uh, listens to the podcast as we release them, not as we're recording them. It's more fun that way. Yeah, and I'm sitting there at work at, at the desk, and he walks up to me and slams his hands on the desk, snaps at me, Shylock is a Shakespearean character, you uncultured swine. Swine! So, cheers, cheers to Ben. Fucking cheers. Thank you, Ben. I do, I do want to mention, though. I wasn't even he, there. After that, after that, he did admit that he has only seen two Shakespearean plays. That just so happens to be one of them. Wait, which one was it? I, I don't... F God damn it. We are still both completely uncultured swine. We have a Buffy podcast. Of course we're uncultured. <laughs> Oh, excellent, excellent. Oh, fuck. Well, here we are. Here we are. I didn't write down the name of this, this fucking episode. Yeah, oh, it's Inca Mummy Girl. By the way, season two, episode four. I, I want to go on record real quick. I'm angry. <laughs> oh, shit. I am angry at, at this episode <laughs> because I thought we were done. They've really outdone themselves. I thought we were done. I thought he was gone, Josh. <laughs> Save it. We have so much complaining about Xander to do this episode. So much. We're we're missing an important step here. Yeah. Josh, how about a mom synopsis? You want yourself a mom synopsis, do you? Is that what you need? You well, you're getting a fucking you're getting a dad synopsis today. <laughs> All right, Junior. 
I see you sitting there. You're watching your fucking TV show about demons and fucking vampires. Yeah, there's some cute girls in it, but god damn it, what are you what are you did you even look for a job today, you fucking loser? So <laughs> So your your Jewish mom <laughs> is married to a wise guy? <laughs> it's that's I I think that's a Bronx accent or something. Jewish Jersey woman and a Bronx dude. All right, you know it's, it's kind of wise guy though. It's yeah, kind of wise guy. I'm gonna work. I'm gonna work on that. We're not you actually really... do. We're not actually doing that, Joshua. <laughs> I'm so sorry that your father was here for a moment. <laughs> he doesn't have custody. He never fought for you like I fought for you. <laughs> We've been divorced, and he's been dead for like nine years or something. I don't know. I'm bad at math. Twelve. I just. <laughs> It's it's been twelve years, Joshua. You know, Mom. I still have dreams uh, about my dad. I wish you could be a little more sensitive about that. What about the dishes? I wish you could be a little more sensitive about the dishes. I clean the cat boxes, Mom. Isn't that enough? Tell me about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Joshua. Damn, damn. I think your mom is getting a little too fucking much into this show. I think someone needs to cut her off. <laughs> Do they make a patch for this sort of thing? If you don't tell me about Buffy the Vampire Slayer right now, I am going to start <laughs> doing heroin, Joshua. Oh, God. And then Rex will really regret that. <laughs> okay, Jesus Christ. Income mummy girl. It, there's there's a girl and she's a mummy and she comes back to life. And Brendan Fraser is not in this episode and it's thoroughly disappointing. Yeah. Can I go now? <laughs> Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. strength. Give, 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 give me more! Nights, I shall give, walk give, in give, here. Give, 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 give. Hold on. You've got something here. Huh? Oh, man. Cold open. The first note I made was a little bit of Nice Guy Xander in the opening. <laughs> but no, he's just peppered throughout the episode. Completely throughout the episode. I really thought he was just going to you know, <sighs> pop up his Fucking ugly head hell. for a second and then go away. But no. I thought we were fucking done. I want to speak to the fucking manager. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. We have to take you to get a Bob haircut first. I don't know what... Damn it. I don't know what Bob has to do with this, but his haircut just makes me want to talk to the manager. <laughs> so we open up to a field trip again. They're literally in a field walking to no, a museum for a foreign exchange student program. I, my take on this was that like the school is doing a foreign exchange culture cultural exchange deal uh-huh and so going to the museum was part of this somehow yeah and they have a culture dance where everyone dresses up as other cultures oh, that's, and holy shit talk about insensitive that's what the costumes were about yeah this episode might as well have just been called cultural insensitivity day yes I swear to God, this episode... There's a couple of spots where certain lines are said, and I, like, I only wrote down one, but there's a couple spots where certain lines are said. I'm like, that would not fly today. This episode, I swear to God, was run by Michael Scott. I don't know. Like, you haven't seen The Office, so you probably don't get that reference at all, but... Not fully, no. It, it's it's oh, that it's, bad. It is it's it's bad. that bad. This is one of those Buffy episodes that did not step far enough away from its 90 TV, 90s TV's roots. Not quite. I mean, there's only so far you can go uh, while so you're anyway, still in the moment. Anyway, it opens up. They're going into the museum. They're talking about Culture Day, and Buffy's worried about some having some exchange student. And they reestablish real quick just how superficial Cordelia is. Yep. They go into the museum, they're seeing the mummy and all this, and they're still talking about the, the cultural exchange thing, and... He has boy parts? Yeah. Fucking Xander, like, freaks out, because apparently <laughs> the exchange student that is going to be staying at Buffy's is a boy. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think the worst fucking part of Xander in this is that Xander obviously thinks that Buffy will fuck anybody. Uh, I see I don't I don't understand where he's coming from at this point. I don't either. I, I really don't. Um I feel like this was just how they made guys feel like they were supposed to interact with women. But here here's the thing. So the the whole the whole point of the trope that is nice guys uh-huh. is Nice, nice guys are nice to a girl. They warm up to a girl, and then when they're like, "Hey, bone me," and the girl says, "No, I'm not interested in fucking you," they're like, "Oh, fuck you, you whore," yeah. and that's what he's doing here. He's basically assuming that she will fuck any dude that comes into her life. Yeah, you're no, you're right. Like he has reached the final pinnacle of nice guy because he, like, he just assumes that. Obviously, some dude who comes into her house, she's going to bang. Yeah, except she wouldn't bang him. Right. So she has... What's his precedent for this? She has has it on for Angel. Why the fuck is he worried about anything? Yeah, I mean, as far as we know, she's a fucking virgin. Right? Uh, she. None of them can get a fucking date. Especially, no. you know, this episode just completely reiterates oh God. how much Xander cannot get a date. <laughs> the whole episode is Xander is awful. <laughs> like the whole episode, like he has no game. He has no ability to talk to women. The only reason he gets as far with the situation as he does in this episode is because she's not from around I, here. Right. I'm kind of upset that the episode kind of gives young guys the impression that you can just be a flailing twat and still get a oh, hot chick. Such a Oosh. Hey, watch me stuff this Twinkie in my mouth. <laughs> That's right, so, so funny. So we're, <laughs> we need to really get back on topic. Yeah, seriously. Otherwise, this episode is going to be way too long. So I think even Nicholas Brendan is getting sick of Xander's shit at this I point. I think he is, too. Because there's a couple spots where like his nice guyness doesn't read well I at saw, all. I saw him try to throw away some nice guy Xander lines, but they wouldn't fucking let him... Just because of the yeah, exactly the episode in its entirety called it was like nice guy Xander, your time is not yet over. Uh, so I did write a quote down from this this opening scene. So Willow said something about Buffy solving problems with violence. Yeah, and she says I don't always use violence, do I? <laughs> and Xander replies with the important thing is you, you believe, believe that. that. <laughs> yeah, I got that one too. Uh, so that was pretty good. I also want to mention the mummy looks amazing. It does. It like they That was really good. Either they got a real mummy <laughs> or somebody in the props department is fucking skilled. Somebody in the props department is fucking skilled because there were multiple shriveled corpses all through the that dude, were all really the makeup good. work and the props work in this episode are fucking stellar. For it being a creature of the week episode fucking stellar absolutely acting wise however at least for the first maybe third of the <laughs> yeah. episode i was like holy shit is it like is it just me or are they really phoning in this episode already i don't i don't think that's what's happening hold, but i think I, I think the problem is we're comparing it to last week hold, i i know i kind of got the impression <clears throat> at one point that the writers they were like hey nick mr brennan we don't really want to write your part this episode. We have other things to do. Just uh, just go ahead and improv your part. You've you've done the nice guy thing enough. I think you got it. Just base it on all the shit we've given you to this point. <laughs> yeah. That was the impression I got. And you know what? If that was the case, if that was the case, he did good. He did really well. Because if you look at the number of episodes that he that he's had, he's had far more Nice Guy Xander episodes yeah. than anything else. It, it specifically kind of got better mm. as the episode went on, if you look at it from that perspective. Right. <laughs> well, the, the other problem I think we have here with this episode is last week's episode was amazing. And this, this week's episode is kind of eh. It's, when it comes to the acting, it's kind of eh. The thing is, is it's still above the first season in acting, I think. Sure. Just real quick, we've established that Rodney is a person yeah. and he gets attacked and whatever opening right. sequence. Right. School bully, terrible art thief. Yes. <laughs> 
because he sneaks up and like immediately like smashes this plate seal thing. The mummy wakes up and kisses him, and and he's dead. Throw away completely cannon fodder character sets yep. up the episode. Moving along. Dig this. Dig this. Sorry, you has a Fire beheading. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Sunlight. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Cold water. Usual. Oh yeah. I hit him. With what? A desk. Um, so we're in the library. Yep. Giles is training Buffy. They're talking about the dance. And again, with this bullshit of you, you have to focus on slaying, but you have to keep your secret identity, which makes no fucking sense. Obviously, if she wants to keep her secret identity, she has to fucking go to the goddamn dance. She has to participate. (laughs) Goddamn it, Giles. She has to participate. Even Alfred was British. There's no excuse here. No excuse. Come on. But <laughs> she says, oh, oh, I know this one. Slaying entails certain sacrifice. blah dee blah blah I'm so stuffy. Give me a scone. <laughs> it's as if you know me. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Stewart's head delivery of that line was so fucking perfect. Oh, man. It was, he took it in stride. Yeah. Yeah, they have this really nice little shit-slinging rapport going on already. It's nice. Yep. The most interesting part about this scene, <laughs> other than that, was that they scrolled Seth Green as Oz yes. in the credits, and I was like, oh, shit! We'll get to that later. I know. I wrote a thing. But, you know, they ruined it with the credits, so yes. it's like, ooh, Oz! I, I do wish they had not done that. Yeah. Um. In this scene, Willow is fucking still pining over fucking Xander. Yeah. At this point, Willow, really, get the fuck over it. Get the fuck over it. She even walks in and overhears him inserting his foot 18 miles into the cavernous orifice he calls a face. He's inside out by this point because it's gone so far (laughs) down his throat. Jesus Christ. Because he's like, she's my best friend and I just don't think about her that way. And it's like, which is bullshit. Which is bullshit. We know he's, like, that just makes him a a terrible fucking person Yes, that'll try and jump on any girl that's available. But here's the thing. He is unquestionably a terrible person who will jump on any girl available because he immediately does it in this episode. He does. (laughs) However, this is the second fucking scene in the show. At the very end of this scene, they immediately figure out what's going on. Yeah. They have Dude. the plot already. There was no mystery solving in this at all. Go Scoobies. God. Holy shit. You fucking did it. Jinkies. <laughs> it must be a real estate scam. <laughs> Christ. I was so proud of them. <laughs> I was so proud of them because they, they're they finally ahead of the game a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> or at the very least, the way that they decided to go check on Rodney in the first place was right. they were like he probably awakened the mummy and they like <laughs> I wrote down the, uh, hold on I just thought the comedic moment of uh, the three of them having this moment like <laughs> and the mummy attacked him and killed him <laughs> and then the slow grim realization that they're probably exact- of that being a real possibility <laughs> <Yep>. so <laughs> So they walk into the library. Now, I wrote down the entire interaction here because it's all a bunch of good lines. Why not? Willow says, opening on this scene, on the other hand, maybe Rodney stepped out for a smoke. (laughs) Sander goes, for 21 hours? Hey, the stuff's addictive. Giles says, we'll deal with that when we've ruled out evil curses. (laughs) (laughs) And Buffy says, one day I'm going to live in a town where evil curses are generally ruled out without even saying so. Yeah, good luck with that, Buffy. (laughs) It's never happening. <laughs> never happening, Buffy. Yeah, no, this is your life. And they they see the mummy in the sarcophagus. They think, oh, it's fine. But then Willow realizes that the mummy has braces and Rodney had braces. Mm-hmm. So they realize that the mummy that is in the sarcophagus is Rodney. Which was a bit of a leap, but it kept the plot moving. Yeah. That's and it's fine. fine. Yeah. It's fine. I don't fucking care. So then we go back to the library. Giles needs to translate the thingy from the cop, the seal yep. that Rodney broke immediately. Fucking immediately. Jealous nice guy Xander pops up. Okay, I get that he's jealous and he's being a dick because he's jealous, but again, 
I'm so tired of this. You can't do thing A because you're the slayer. But at the same time, you have to like you have to make sure you have your secret identity. At, at least he was vaguely funny this time. <sighs> so I got his quote here. He says, uh, oh, yeah, fall for that old translate that ancient seal for you. Come on. <laughs> do you know how many times I've used that? <laughs> Probably a lot. Nice guy, Xander. Probably <laughs> a lot. You fucking creeper. Well, no, obviously zero. He's just posturing. He's a creeper, though. And a virgin. So? Right? Anyway, so cut to the bus station. The bit we get with the mummy here, the mummy kisses or attacks and kisses uh, Buffy's exchange student. Empata. Say that one more time. Empata. Empata. I had to look it up on IMDb. It's spelled A-M-P-A-T-A. The mummy makeup here, whether or puppet or whatever they use is looks fucking amazing oh it's a really good uh mummy of great effect mummy effect yeah uh sucks the life out of him uh-huh and oh look she's a hot chick of course <laughs> i mean she was an incan princess yeah but no you know. she's gorgeous yeah definitely. she is gorgeous buffy will xander show up they're looking for a male just, exchange student i just wrote eh, xander's lines here are solid i don't really care to write them though I was like, wow, he's racist too, huh? Because he's fucking like, <laughs> do we have to speak any Spanish? Because I don't know anything besides Doritos and Chihuahua. And he said Chihuahua like Trump saying China. Yeah. I was like, come on. And then fucking the mummy girl walks out and then he goes, I caramba. And he's like, I know that one too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I missed that. I just, I want. Why'd you have to remind me, Rex? Because we have a podcast about this. Sh- of these things God that I had missed previously, so you weren't really reminding me. So you were, much, you were so, so much as nearly blocked. You had it nearly blocked out. I was trying really hard, Rex. I, I apologize for fucking up your repression of memories. That's all I ask. <laughs> moving, moving. <laughs> yeah. Was that so hard? You mean besides me? No, I didn't ask. You mean you you mean besides me? Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you do you believe? I didn't ask. We have to achieve our dreams, otherwise we wither and die. We're going to the other cool place in Sunnydale. So they they bring the mummy girl to Buffy's house. They're showing her around. (laughs) Xander, holy (laughs) shit! He's really found a whole new level of oh. fuck ass for this episode, hasn't he? <laughs> Just <laughs> a whole new level of fuck ass. Yes. That is a lovely word. I thought so. I love it because holy shit, Xander, you're a fuck ass. He not only acts exactly as we expected him to in the scenario, but he's also exceeding our expectations. Oh, it's impressive. He is more fuck ass with the Incan princess <laughs> than he ever was with Buffy. Yeah, well, it's he's also holy being a fuck ass both to Buffy and Willow at the same time. I, it's amazing. It's really impressive. I don't know whether to really hate the writers of this <laughs> this bit or to really be impressed with with his acting. I, <laughs> because there's no way that any person who's still like not in jail for sexual assault could be able to like portray this to this degree. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Like he is all but shoving his head right up her vagina. <laughs> He's it's ridiculous. Sitting uncomfortably close to her. Oh my god. And like he's all but sniffing her. Right? <laughs> it's fucking awful. And- Ugh. Right after he knows that he's destroyed Willow's feelings, he's still sniffing around Buffy and not getting any positive reaction. And he fucking knows it. He knows it. Also, he the fuck- the stink that he put up about Buffy having a, a male foreign exchange student in her yeah. house. And then he turns around and does exactly what he didn't want her to do with a male student. He just assumes that anybody will fuck anything. Because he will fuck anything. Yes. he It's projection. Yes. Assholes like that, that's what they do. 
They I don't know anybody other... like that, Rex. We know a lot of people like that. <laughs> but I just wrote for this entire scene, Xander, fuck you. Pretty much. And then they're back to the school. And then we get to see Oz! Hey, Oz! Uh, Seth Green! Yeah! Holy shit! I just think it's it's kind of amazing how, how so very quickly they paint this image oh. of shitty guys in they do in this episode and then they show us a spectrum a beautiful beautiful spectrum two characters side by side right here fucking perfectly this scene so is perfectly executed Devin, with two characters we've never seen before Devin, the lead singer of this new this band that's being introduced which cordy is i think maybe they're dating cordy's yeah she seems to be dating him she kisses him while they're at the van yep and he's obviously just a slobbering douchebag. And then he's like making fun of Oz for not being into. And as- Oz, Oz is just fucking super awesome. Like he's so awesome. He's not even causing beef with this dude over his shit. He takes it so well when he accuses him of having too high of standards over women. So what what was the, the lead the lead singer's name? Devin. Devin. So Devin says, Oz, what is it what does a girl have to do to impress you? And he says, Well, it involves a feather boa and the theme to a summer place. I can't discuss it here. <laughs> okay, I I played that back like eighteen times to try and figure out what he said and I could not get a it. A summer place is I guess a movie or something. I didn't look up what a summer place okay, was. So I a think feather it's a movie. Boa. It's either a movie or a TV show. Sure. Uh, in, it involves a feather boa and a theme to and the theme to a summer place. Okay. So it's the theme song to a summer place. I don't know what a summer place is. Huh. I maybe should have looked that up when I was looking up the script. Meh. But the point is, he says something absurd, pauses, looks at Devin, and goes, I can't discuss it here, and moves <laughs> on like nothing happened. And it's so perfect. Yeah. It's so fucking perfect. Oz is like, you're just impressed by any girl that can walk and talk. Devin's like, she doesn't have to talk. <laughs> yeah. And that's so oh, dis- that's so disgusting. It's so... Fu- oh. <laughs> Thank you for putting Xander in perspective, kind right, of. I guess. Like, okay, if we sit and we think about the scope of guys yeah. that, have, that have shown up on this show, literally the only actual good person that we've seen... Is fucking Oz. And Giles. Well, yeah, Giles. But, yeah. Like, none of the guys, none of the guys that we've seen are anything but skeevy. Yeah, it's the first one that who's even vaguely mature. And I was actually thinking about this while watching this episode and kind of fuming about it a little bit. Yeah. I was thinking about why the fuck they did this. And it dawned on me why they did this. Unfortunately... Most men are skeevy. Mm. Our gender is mostly garbage. Yeah. And it's really fucking depressing. It is. It really is. I'm sorry I took it in that direction. It pisses me off that it's not inaccurate in its depictions. Because the very next bit, I nearly punched my fucking computer. (laughs) Because it, it... it doesn't quite cut, but it kind of almost pans, because you can tell it's in the same area. There's over to, just outside of the school. Over to Xander and Willow? Over to Xander and Willow. And Willow's really excited about her costume for this school dance. Yeah. And Xander says, what about me? I paused it at that moment. I didn't even continue the line. He just says, what about me? I paused it because I nearly <laughs> punched my fucking computer. Because you know what, Xander? No, not what about you. We're fucking done with you, Xander. I don't know what's about to come out of your mouth. We're fucking done with you, Xander. <laughs> but it needs to go directly oh. into the garbage. Now, granted, he it's not it's not that bad. Because he is kind of worried he doesn't know what his costume is going to be. Okay, yeah. fine. But fuck you. You're best friend is really excited about a costume and you're not relaying any of that enthusiasm at all you know what bothered me the most about this scene was uh willow finishes it up with why are you suddenly so worried about looking like an idiot and then immediately apologizes for her what she said by saying oh that came out wrong and i'm like no it didn't come out wrong. that was exactly the right thing to say wrong exactly 
Yeah. Not that many episodes ago. Not that many episodes ago, we had that beautiful moment where he was pissed off because Buffy didn't want to fuck him. And Willow's like, no, I'm not going to the dance with you. And I thought that was the moment that she had her head out of his ass. But no, it's right back there. Yeah, they're dragging that out, too. It's hard for me to say anything cool or, or witty or at all. I, I can usually make a few vowel sounds and then I have to go away. I don't mean to interrupt your downward mobility. Yeah, you're the slayer and we're like the slayerettes. Oh, please. Transition to Buffy taking Empata to meet Giles. The next couple of scenes, they jump back and forth between a couple of bits. Uh, but it starts in the library and fucking Giles. Without any tact or subtlety whatsoever. None whatsoever. He's like, here, look at this thing. Yeah. Translate this. And she translates one of the symbols to bodyguard. Uh Uh-huh. And that's pretty much it. Honestly, I thought it was kind of brilliant how they even had Buffy call him out on that. She was like, there was nothing awkward about that at all. Frankly, I thought that was a great, you know, from a meta standpoint, that was a great writing technique to keep shit moving. Yeah, and that and that's excellent. But she, she's the fucking mummy. Mm, uh, yeah, and we know this by now. Yeah, of course. And so she says that it translates to bodyguard. Yeah. So they think that the, which we didn't mention before, they got attacked at the the. Oh yeah, there's some fucking guy with a sword. Uh, yeah, he he attacked them at the museum the second time they went there when they found Rodney. So they think that that's some sort of bodyguard. And then Buffy is like, hey, you need to kind of go away. I have some shit I have to do here in the library to the the Inca queen mummy girl. And I can't Xander say her fucking name. Empata. Empata. <laughs> it's not actually her name, though. It was... Right. It I, was do, the, do we ever even find out what her name is? Even on IMDb, it said Ampata slash Inca Mummy Girl. Okay. So, so she had no name. No, I'm just going to stick with Mummy Girl. That's... Okay. Um, I can say that easier. Because Ampata was actually the, the male foreign exchange student right. that was exactly. supposed to show up. So as soon as... <laughs> As soon as Buffy is like, oh, you need to go away, Zan, and she starts to say, hey, Willow, can you take her somewhere? And Xander, Xander just, just completely uh, takes it upon himself. To- it jumps It jumps between the library and following Willow, Willow, Willow. You just need to be over that asshat. Yeah. Because they leave and she's just like looking at them longingly puppy dog eyes. She yeah she gets super sad Willow for a second there and then it goes to the bleachers the bit on the bleachers between Xander and her is kind of I just called it the Twinkie scene and moved yeah. on because frankly I'm just like, this is another one of those moments where we get the the fucking B team writers uh, trying yep. to be like hey kids look how unimpressive you can be and still get yourself a hot chick. Yep. Come and on. And then they go back to the library where Willow is still pining over Xander. I mean, mainly it doesn't make any sense to me because she doesn't... How does she know any English, let alone understand any kind of Whedonverse nuance that they keep throwing at her? Yeah. Especially when I, they were in Buffy's room and she said something about the teeniness of her room. And... She gets it completely. She's just woken up from a 500-year fucking yeah, death that, nap. That premise is not good. And she the, got well, they, the they word kinda hint, teeniness. They kind of hint that while she was in full-on mummy form, the, the mummy was on tour and she was still like conscious or some yeah. shit. Which, that's a special kind of hell. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, but if... like. <laughs> There is an actual, like, belief that when you die, you're just, like, trapped in a body and can't move. And that's terrifying to me. Oh, I was dead for so long. But No, it'd be like that. So I guess that's what they're doing here. She knows what English is because of that. Sure. But anyway, we go back to the library. Willow's still pining over Xander like a dipshit. But here, Buffy finds the translation for some of the symbols on the fucking tablet. And Giles is like actually encourages her and says, good job. And is grateful and not dickish. (laughs) Like he has been every other time that she's done anything intelligent. 
I'm glad you picked that up because I was concentrating more on uh, Willow feeling sorry for herself. Willow's just so fucking cute, dude. So uh, Buffy's trying to get her attention and she's like, oh, yes, I'm caring about mummies. (laughs) And then uh, Buffy's like, I'm Potis only here for two weeks. Yeah. And then Xander can find someone else who's not me to obsess about. Uh, But slightly more entertaining. In fact, I would even qualify this next one as a quote of the day. Um, And not just me regurgitating a scene. Um, You're totally regurgitating a scene. I was totally just regurgitating the scene. I'll regurgitate you, Rex. Fucking gross. I'll regurgitate (laughs) all over you. Things that make you go... (laughs) (laughs) What about things that make you go... I don't think I've experienced those things in life. Why why don't I regurgitate on you and see if that happens? I don't think it will. (laughs) You don't know that. So Willow says, (laughs) I guess I can either spend the rest of my life waiting for Xander to date every other girl in the world until he notices me or just get on with my life. And Buffy's like, good for you. I didn't choose yet. I thought she was doing so well. I know, right? She was doing so fucking well. Yeah, she was. Oh, Whiskey, you're magical. I took one sip of you, and I feel like things picked right up. So, back to the stands after Giles magically deciphers the seal suddenly. Yep. Um, The fucking bodyguard just shows up out of nowhere at the top of the bleachers, mind yeah. you. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Climb up the fucking scaffolding in the back? Apparently... Did, no, 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 no. Even better, they were so focused on each other and eating Twinkies yeah. that he literally just walked up next to them. <laughs> he probably, like, cut between them. Yeah. And they- <laughs> They're so fucking doe-eyed for He's each like, other. He's like, excuse Jesus me. Christ. And they were like, yeah, sure, man. Oh, God. <laughs> so, <laughs> my favorite thing about this was, at first I was like, oh, look at Xander holding his own. I was like, but then, no... That's not Xander holding his own. That's Nicholas Brennan doing well with the fight choreography. Yep. There's a difference. Yes. <laughs> it's very anticlimactic. It was stupid. He turns around in the middle of fighting Xander to look at her and go, oh, it's you. And I'm like, wait, isn't that why you're there? Yeah. and like, But no, it's because Xander stole the seal. But really, Giles stole the seal. Yeah. I, Not Xander. The the bodyguard dude really doesn't fucking make goddamn sense in this I, episode. I was so glad when he died. Yeah. Um, which he dies very soon. Very quickly. And which is So fine. then we're back to the library. They clearly paid him like two-thirds of a pizza to do that role. <laughs> so. Not even a whole pizza. <laughs> and a donut. <laughs> but only one. You better not take the fucking jelly-filled donut. I typoed the shit out of the sentence that I wrote here, so I have no idea what happened in the next scene. Awesome. Library. Empata freaks out over the the bodyguard. Right. She's like, oh, you need to destroy the, the seal. You need to destroy the seal. It is a danger. Your investigation is a danger to us. No. Oh, that's what I wrote. Need more lemon pledge. Because I, I wrote, yeah, good save there, Xander. <laughs> because he, like, they're like, he goes, oh, we're we're not actually an archaeology club, <laughs> and he's about to divulge to her that you know what that they're the Scoobies and that she's the Slayer, and Giles is like, <clears throat> and he's like, we're we're actually a a, a crime club, like, it's like you guys, <laughs> we're actually a crime club. We like solve mysteries and stuff. <laughs> He says we're a crime club. It's like the chess club, but with no chess <laughs> and crimes. Good save there, Xander. Oh, the great. only reason. Okay, the only reason she believed it is she's a five hundred year old fucking mummy. <laughs> they didn't have to try very hard. Clearly. No. However, on a positive note, they come up with a pretty quick plan here, and it's a solid plan. 
Uh, Buffy and, and Giles do. Well, after Willow pulls up her big girl panties and yes. walks out into the hall and says, you know what, Xander? You should just take Empata to the yeah. dance. Thoroughly establishing herself as the better person and not even for the sake of appearing to be the better person like what Xander would do so much as actually being the better person, which I only find slightly questionable, but not really when Xander walks away and he's like, you know what, Willow, you are my best friend. And she's like, I know. (laughs) So yeah, Buffy and Giles have a plan. They're going to go to the museum. Buffy is sad that she has to miss the dance, but she accepts it. She does. Slightly reluctantly, but mostly she accepts it. She understands. It's important. She she has a fucking job to do. Yeah. And then we get Xander asking (laughs) asking the mummy girl to the fucking dance. What could you possibly be talking about, Rex? Oh, oh, Xander. There is one good line here. What else could possibly elicit such an... An emotional response from you. So, yeah, anyway, he asks her out, and she's like, oh, I like you too. She's more than happy to go to the dance. And then he ends it with, you're not a praying mantis, are you? (laughs) You're right. To be fair, he checked. (laughs) But, yeah, anyway, so the mummy is like, oh, I'm going to go somewhere. You can't follow me. And it's, oh, it's the girl's room. It's the fucking bathroom. Uh Uh-huh. She goes into the bathroom to, like, fix her fucking makeup. The bodyguard dude is there. Hey, at least we have some sort of evidence that Xander respects some sort of boundary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's at least a boundary. That's something. Uh, one boundary. It's a, it's a start. <laughs> so the bodyguard is in the fucking bathroom. Yeah. And, like, there's no fight. She just grabs a hold of him and fucking kills him. He, like, kisses her back. Right? <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, Way to fuck up your job. You had one job. One job. His name must have been Josh. <laughs> you didn't put oh, out you didn't put out that forest fire, did you, you fucker? Oh, and then she comes out like nothing happened and they're like they're so happy. They're going to the dance. Yay! <laughs> so, the next bit, they're at Buffy's house. And Buffy's like, oh, I'm not going to the dance. Yeah. Buffy uh, has some more. All the luggage from was like brought here from the, the fucking train station. It's all male clothing. At this point, she kind of raises an eyebrow, but she's not really picking up on anything. And then she goes to open that trunk with a dead body in it. Now, did she literally not see the body? I guess. Because I could have sworn there was she no was way. Fucking- no, there was no it way she seemed unlikely. It that seemed she, unlikely. There's no way that she didn't see that fucking body. And I could have sworn that she was pretending she didn't see the my body. Best, my best guess is that it was one of those circumstances where you see a thing, but your brain doesn't calculate what it actually is that you're seeing. Well, I think based on her interaction with Giles later, um, she definitely did not see the body. She was not pretending no. to not see the body. She didn't see the body, but she definitely thought something was up with the clothes. Because there's a bunch of boys' clothes. Mm-hmm. And she notes that the girl did not pack any lipstick or anything. Yeah. But Xander shows up, and his costume's actually not bad. He's dressed in a whole cowboy getup. I just thought he looked like Bill Murray from, <laughs> from Groundhog Day when yes. he goes to the movie. Exactly with that. With Nancy. Actually, exactly that. It was exactly the same costume. So Buffy answers the door, Xander comes in, and the Inca mummy queen woman princess princess comes down the stairs, and Xander's like, blah, 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 blah. And Buffy's all like, oh, I translate boy gibberish. She says <laughs> she you're beautiful. specifically says American salivating boy talk. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> he says you're beautiful. <laughs> And then he's like, none. And he says, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) But then, so they leave. Joyce pops up for a second. (sighs) And she's like, oh, you noticed Buffy was stubborn too? (laughs) I'm like, get off the camera, Joyce. You know what? I I do have a question of, is it possible that Joyce could have translated that tablet? She (laughs) deals in art artifacts and shit, right? Huh. 
She runs a fucking museum. No, no, we should call her and ask. Yes. Definitely. You know, the character's hey, not dead is, or anything. Is this yet. Joyce? She's dead now. <laughs> You're being insensitive, Josh. That's right. Stop it. I will not. <laughs> Giles shows up. Giles with- shows up. They're like, oh, wait. Because Giles is like, hey, they found the bodyguard dude in the in the bathroom at the school. He's dead. He's a mummy. Yep. And that's when they realize that the chick is not the exchange student. It's actually the mummy. Oh, it must be Impata. Yep. So then we're at the bar- at the bronze. And Oz's band is playing. The bronze. The bronze. The bronze. And <laughs> Willow's an Eskimo. Wouldn't that just be really warm? I would be sweating my ass off. Uncomfortably warm. She picked the wrong kind of hot. She did. Yeah. She went for hot. Mistranslation. Yeah. Should have gone for caliente. (laughs) But I wrote down in my notes here, man, I hope Cordy's exchange student turns out to be able to understand everything she's saying. (laughs) And that was right. Yeah. But they find the body. So Buffy and Giles are like, oh, we got to get to the bronze. Oh, and th- this bit at the bronze is oh. just fantastic. Yeah. Xander takes, I keep wanting to say Impala. I know, me too. Car. Me too. Impala? Empata. 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 So it's like Harry Potter with an M. I am So the Ford Harry Impala Potter. the Ford Impala uh Incan Princess Queen Mummy. <laughs> Harry Potter <laughs> Harry Potter What are you doing in this TV show? <laughs> she her and Xander are dancing and they oh stop calling your son Harry Potter <laughs> I will call him whatever I want to <laughs> Goodness, your parents have never been this late in the podcast before. There's a first for everything. We forgot to close the door. I don't just have mommy issues, everyone. You're welcome. <laughs> so they do this this same like the same switch on us again where Oz is like, who's that girl? And the, the lead singer is like, oh, that's an exchange student from fucking south america ah but he's talking he's like, about willow. no no not that girl the one dressed as an eskimo hey because he's checking out willow that's called subversion and uh <laughs> golden moment in giles's car uh, she's like step on it giles and he's like i am stepping on it and she's uh, one of these days you're gonna have to get a grown-up car more importantly i i wrote down buffy and giles should have walked there obviously it, it would have been faster it would have been quicker and just a scene later it proves the point so this is when they realize they in probably the car could have ridden a riding lawnmower there faster. Yes. So in the car, they realize that they need to find all the pieces to the, the slate thing, the seal. Yeah. And so Giles decides he's going to drop Buffy off at the bronze and he's going to go to the, the museum. Good plan. They're actually like doing a good job of thinking on their feet here. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and then they waste a solid five minutes on this fucking dance montage with xander and impala so to paint a picture here we're sitting in the coffee shop watching the episode separately and we try to do a good job of not interacting with each other when we do this but you had already finished up i wasn't done taking notes yet on the episode no i was on that scene and you hadn't gotten that far yet i wasn't done right but i hadn't gotten there yeah and you're just kind of like Making a masturbation motion at me. And I'm guessing that this was the scene that you were re- referring to. It was exactly the scene I was referring to. <laughs> because, I was like, God, I was it's like bad. you'll know when it's you get there. So <laughs> awful. <laughs> God, it's bad. I love. So they almost kiss. They do almost kiss. But she realizes that she's turning back into a mummy. Yeah, that's unfortunate. So she bolts. Can I say how disappointed I am that. A, I think it's hilarious that they let Willow in with a real fucking harpoon. Right? 
And I'm disappointed she didn't use that it. That she didn't get to use it on anything. That is, yeah. That, it's really upsetting. So. This is my angry letter to the B-team writers of Buffy the Vampire Slayer of season two. God damn it, you people. Issue one, stop with Nice Guy Xander. Just stop. Uh, issue two, mm. stop with Willow pining over fucking Xander. She knows he's a dipshit. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he's don't a just dick to her here, too. Don't just tell Giles to get a better car. Why don't you give him a better car? You're the fucking writers. Right? You little fucking <laughs> douchebags. So she runs off to, like, uh, eat some other random dude. It's like writers are purposefully creating uh, the dude resistance. The dude that the Incan mummy queen... um. It's like they Escalade. want conflict. What's her name? Escalade? Is that right? Impala Escalade. <laughs> She's the Ford Impala Escalade. Escalade is Cadillac. She's a Cadillac Escalade. Well, you know, I just <laughs> the love... The Incan Princess Cadillac Escalade. <laughs> I just love the feeling of a leather seat <laughs> and a cad. Good callback. God, Good call it just back. makes me... Anyway... Just makes the, me want to... Fuck Rex. The character that we see here, I don't know if we've seen him before. I don't think we have. But the character that we see here that the, the mummy girl is about to eat, he is a reoccurring character. Uh, he actually has lines. I can't remember his fucking name. But he actually is all the way into seventh season eventually. Who? Oh, yeah. This dude. The geek kid. Yes. Yes. I can't remember his name. I can't either. But I think it might be Andrew, but I, I might be wrong. I think you're right, actually. I, I w He's one of those three. I give myself major kudos if I'm right. He's one of the three is what they call them, I think. If I'm right, email us and let me know that or Wait, I'm no, right. it's not the three. The three is those the, the Klingon hairband. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what they call it. The trio. Their, the trio. They're yeah. the trio. He's a big bad later. He is. But yeah, he's one of them. Yep. And he actually shows up, I think, later in this season mm -hmm. as well. But she tries to kill him, but Xander shows up again and And kudos on him. He's even like, I aren't you with Xander? Right. Yeah. He's like, You're with Xander. What the hell are you doing? But she tries to kiss him, but before she can, Xander shows up and then she's talking to Xander and then she's confused and but Xander's, she decides to I, kill him. I <laughs> I thought there was a funny part where Xander's looking for Empata and he asks Willow <laughs> and she she shrugs and he's like, What was that? And she's like, I shrugged. Well, next time you should probably say shrug and as he walks away she says Sigh. <laughs> I didn't catch her saying <laughs> sigh. Oh, that's funny. Uh, Xander's an ass. Yeah. When she almost kisses him, I, I wrote down, damn it, we were almost done with Xander's bullshit forever. Almost. I kind of wanted him to die. I kind of wanted Xander to die. <laughs> but could've, no, could've she, she's in love with him. She's in love with him, so she couldn't kill him. So she runs away. Dig this. Dig this. Sire has a wind. Sire beheading. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Sunlight. Hurry up, sweet dreams. And water. Usual. Oh, yeah. I hit him. With what? A desk. And then this is when Buffy shows up. And Buffy's like, hey, guys, we got to go to the fucking museum. And it cuts back to the museum. <laughs> I'm just going to wrap this this bit up quick because Jesus Christ. got to go to the fucking museum. Giles is at the museum and he's putting the thing together. Scene. And of course, all of a sudden, the mummy girl is there. Oh, there's the mummy. Because oh, she could get across town on foot faster than Giles' <laughs> fucking car. Cue the fight scene right on time, by the she way. She immediately breaks the goddamn thing that he was gluing immediately. together. Immediately, and then she throws Giles into the sarcophagus and somehow manages to throw Buffy into the sarcophagus. Okay, so I close the couple lid. of qualms. Hold on, couple of qualms. Before we get to that slight bit. What? So Buffy comes in. They're literally fucking moments behind her. Like, if they were walking down the street, she was maybe a half a block ahead of them. <laughs> they saw her the whole way. Maybe they're coming from different directions. They came from the same place. Oh, God damn it. Shit. <laughs> Sunnydale is a tiny, tiny town. Tiny. 
Giles, get rid of your car. Walk everywhere. One might call it <laughs> Tiny Town. No. Oh. No. Maybe next time. Slap yourself. Good job. Let, wait, let me try that again. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Rex, stop making me slap myself. Slap yourself again. Ow. <laughs> That really hurt. My favorite part is you're actually slapping yourself. Stop making me slap myself. <laughs> anyway, anyway, <laughs> Buffy has this sweet little move where she jumps up onto the little like platform where the mummy is, and the mummy she's like, "You're not a normal girl," and Buffy's like, "You're not a normal girl either." Yeah. Oh, and, and they you fight. Are- and I wrote down, there is no fucking reason that she should be having any trouble fighting this goddamn mummy chick. Zero. She's in a weakened state. She's in a weak... A, she's in a weakened state. B, we have established that she doesn't have any fucking, like, super strength or anything. C. She literally can only suck the life out of people. C, Xander holds her off later. Right? There's no fucking way and not like ever that she grabs the slayer yeah. and throws her in a fucking yeah. sarcophagus. Not even significantly later. It's like less than a minute later. The the whole fucking climax of this entire episode is a complete and total bullshit letdown. I do want to mention that of all the like props and makeup and everything that we've seen up until this point, the like weird half mummy half sexy girl makeup thing that they got going on mm-hmm. with the chick right now yeah by far one of the best parts her neck oh yeah is all mummified yeah and it's going up in slightly onto her face yeah really good mummy her effects. hands her hands are really excellently mummified definitely especially the moment when she grabs a hold of xander and she's like no i'm actually gonna kill you now right and that's the moment where you really see her makeup that's it for the fighting by the way yeah. That's it. She just doesn't kill Xander and she dies. Well, and she she tries to and he just kind of holds her back and she just crumbles. Yep. Basically. She just fails to to kiss another dude. Yeah. And she's dead. And there is a kind of funny moment where we get to see this look on Xander's face when Buffy grabs the mummy and it rips her arms off. Oh, the fucking arms, dude. <laughs> that actually kind of made my stomach heave. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Like, and this woman in the coffee shop turned around and looked at me. I was like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm watching a thing. It's, a, it's okay. No, like, so the effect they used was, like, they had the arms that were, like, a casing, and they, they actually had, like, gooeyness. A little bit. There was a bit of gooeyness, and it was a bit disturbing. Eh. It was ah, it it made my stomach heave a little. So the most important takeaway from this was the little bit of solidarity that we got between Xander and Willow because he wouldn't let Empata kill Willow. Oh, that's Ugh. so good of you that you wouldn't let her kill your best friend. Oh boy, we better forgive you for all of your all shit. All your shit. And that's it. Yeah, that's the entire climax. That's really it. So, it's it's such a fucking letdown scene. The fight in it is bullshit. Bullshit. And the moment the fighting's done, the moment that she throws Buffy into the fuss, the fucking sarcophagus. Yeah. And then <laughs> afterwards, they're back at the school. So we wrap up on the promenade. Yep. And uh, Odo runs in and he's like, "Quark, you need to get off of my promenade." Snyder is not in this episode. Goddamn it! And Snyder's like. Uh, Odo, you're such a Nazi about your promenade. I'm trying no, to make both of us some gold-pressed latinum here, and you're making it really hard for me. So the ending really God damn it. hard for me. <laughs> I knew you were going that direction. <laughs> like my penis. You are instigating so much Odo and Quark fan fiction. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> No. <laughs> My Quark Odo fan fiction is better than this episode, okay? I won't argue that. <laughs> so, the last scene here is between really Buffy and God. <laughs> Almost as hard as this gold press latinum. Shut the that fuck I'm up. I'm about to slip into your pants. 
Odo. Odo doesn't have pants. He has legs that look like pants. <laughs> Keep that in mind. They He's both not know actually that. wearing clothes. Don't ruin it for the Odo youngins. doesn't have genitalia. <laughs> Odo can have whatever genitalia he wants. Anyway, <laughs> the end of the goddamn episode. We're here to talk about Buffy. My bad. The end of the episode is Xander and Buffy. And, like, I was barely following the conversation at this point. I was fucking bored. Yeah. I was fucking bored, but... Buffy says to Xander, I had you to bring me back at this this bit. They're talking about the, the fucking problems with relationships or something. And all I can think of is, Buffy, don't fucking tell Xander that. Don't tell Xander. <laughs> don't tell him, I had you to bring me back. You're such oh, a good friend. Yeah, God. Bullshit. Oh, God. You're ena- they're enabling him. Yeah, they really they're are. They're just everyone. Yeah. Go away! I wish the mummy killed you, you bastard! <laughs> Fucking die! I'm sick of it! I All I said about that scene was, Xander feels sorry for himself, Buffy empathizes with Empata and tells a meaningful anecdote that demonstrates her understanding of parallels between her and Empata, and then Xander and Buffy share a meaningful moment. Kind of. Except it's a bad, no, you know. What? I'm I'm moment. I'm done with this episode. Gur fucking arg Gur, right here. Gur, Gur fucking arg. arg. We're done. We're done. I'm sick of it. I'm fuck the Gur. Fuck nice guy Xander. I'm done with it. And the arg. If we have to right watch another goddamn in its episode, furry navel. If we have to watch another fucking episode of nice guy Xander, I might be half. I I think I'm gonna have to quit. Arg. I just can't fucking deal with this shit anymore. Arg. We gerarged, Rex. Yes. We can't. We can't. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. Strength. Give, 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 give me more. Nights I shall walk in the Hold on. You've got something here. Huh? How do you feel about this episode, Rex? I fucking hated it. What? I fucking hated it. That's crazy. No. All we got is a bunch of... Literally, the only good part of this entire episode is it introduced Oz. That's it. Outside of it introducing Oz, it's nice guy Xander and a shit plot and fucking poor acting and a fucking climax that literally is boring. It's proof that they know how to write a good male character and they just don't. Exactly. This is... This is... A good example of everything they did wrong in the first season. Mm, yeah. And just enough to prove that while they're writing this shit episode, we still do know how to do our jobs, guys. <laughs> yeah. Bullshit. This whole episode is bullshit. We're just leaving ourselves room to grow, you guys. Whoa. I do want to say, though, I was really fucking shocked at how goddamn young Seth Green looked. Right? He looked like a little baby. He did. And I mean, this He's was so be- young. This was before he was super famous, too. Oh, yeah. I Seth Green is actually like one of my favorite nerddom icons. As he should be. Yeah. What's oh, your def- quote? Unquestionably. What's your quote of the day, Rex? Oh, I, you know, I have to go with the training bit. Hold on, let me find it. Okay. Okay, the training bit between Buffy and Giles. Yeah. When she's like, oh, I know this one. Slaying entails certain sacrifices. Blah, 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 blah. I'm so stuffy. Give me a scone. <laughs> yes. It's like you know me. Um, But her her delivery of give me a scone is just <laughs> so good. I can just imagine Giles going... Give me a scope. Exactly. <laughs> That's the point. Right. There's my, there's my quote of the day. All right. What's your quote of the day? My quote of the day is also Buffy when they're in the car and she's like, you know, Giles, <laughs> one of these days yes. you're going to have to get a grown up car. The interactions between Buffy and Giles are the only good actual interactions. Just because those are the only interactions in this entire episode that aren't ridiculous self-pity or. Exactly. Crazy, creepy garbage. Exactly. That's so, it. Like, 
So you you pretty much felt the same way about this episode as I did. Good. Fedora. We're on the same page. Fedora. We're on the same page. Fedora. Fedora. So. Fedorable. We're done now. So if you could all subscribe, like, share, and uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter as Beer with Buffy. Check out beerwithbuffy.com for a list of all available streaming options. You can email us. We have a us, whole list now. A whole list. <laughs> you can email us anytime with questions or concerns or whatever at beerwithbuffy at gmail.com. As always, huge thanks to our composer, Benjamin Alexander. You can check out a lot of his music. He's actually started to post other Buffy music that he is creating that we are not using in the podcast on his SoundCloud. Oh, really? Um, just stuff that doesn't quite fit with what we're doing, but he's still making sh- good shit. Yeah. Um, on top of that, number one thing, uh, please, 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 please review us on iTunes. Number one thing that can help us out. Please and thank you. This has been Beer with Buffy. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. Have a good night. Have a better night than Xander. Oh, fuck Xander. You are the slayer. Lives depend upon you. I make allowances for your years, but I expect a certain amount of responsibility, and instead of which you enslave yourself to this, this cult. You don't like the color? <laughs>